0: This is exactly right. Are you listening to Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer? The show has something for everybody, whether you're single and dating, in a relationship. Maybe you're currently driving to divorce court. Nicole is wonderful, and she's been single for decades, and she can't figure out why. So, on Why Won't You Date Me, she's on a quest to figure out how to be less awful at dating. She interviews comedians and celebrities about their love lives. I mean, I've been on the show, sorry, but I have. Trixie Mattel, Lacey Mosley, Paul F. Tompkins— New episodes release every Friday. Listen to Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer wherever you get your podcasts.
1: When I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home You gotta come to me So how do you dare disobey
0: me? Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. Look at us. Here we go. It's the beginning of the podcast. I hope you're prepared. I hope you have whatever you need. It is you need to enjoy the podcast. Um, If you need to take a minute to call friends or family to let them know you're listening to the podcast. I can wait. Otherwise, I think we should just get on the road and move on. uh, Because you know what? Our guest today is truly a delightful person, and I'm so excited to have him here. None other than Chris Estrada. Chris, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Thanks for having me, for real. How are you? I'm doing good. You know, trying to stay sane. You're sitting in a uh, in a room with some incredible wall. What is this room you're currently in?
2: Now this is a this is our closet that my girlfriend converted into an office. Wow, it's beautiful. Yeah. I would never guess that was a closet. Yeah, it's a closet, and she just converted. She was like, she likes to feel like she's in a small space when she's working. It helps her focus. Right. So she's just like, you know what? Let's make this into a nice office. She's great at designing, and I'm great at occupying spaces that she. <laughs> that she made for herself
0: i can understand like the need uh to be kind of closed in or whatever i feel like if i'm working is even if i just put on headphones something to like chain me to my desk yeah. something that keeps me trapped to my computer is very helpful
2: yeah i'm like a i'm like a cow you know in temple grandin Like,
1: yes,
2: (laughs) I need to feel enclosed so I can feel focused and I feel calm and I go, okay, you know, I can work on this right now. (laughs) Right. If I have a just wide open space, I, my nerves are all over the place. I'm panicking. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. What does your girlfriend do? My girlfriend, she works for a branding and marketing company. Oh, wonderful. She set up your audio equipment, as you mentioned before the podcast. Oh yeah. I have a model that I live by, which is by... (laughs) Behind every mediocre man who doesn't understand technology is a great girlfriend who thoroughly understands technology.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's terrific. I think everybody deserves a love in their life that just knows how to work technology. Yeah. They can be ready for when you need to record a podcast or what have you.
2: N- nothing makes me feel older than asking her, how do you do this? How do you, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's so bad.
0: I know. I, uh, I. Uh, feel like i'm aging about like a year every week now with technology where i just uh, there are certain things where i just have to let them go i'm like I'm, i will never understand what that is and that's fine if it's crucial somebody else can do it for me
2: you know i just feel like technology wise things should have stopped maybe like five years ago because we would have <laughs> noticed like they still would have been great you know we right. would have been like
0: this is good yeah in 2015 2016 things were you know technology wise we we could do everything we do now just a little
1: more little controlled.
2: A f- little faster, a little better. But back then I felt like it was just easier if it if it just stayed that way. I feel like I would have it would have gave me time to catch up. <laughs>
0: right, yes. I think that we should just every like couple of years, just everybody takes a pause on technology, yeah. everybody gets on the same page and then we move forward. We don't need these, just this nonstop avalanche of technology.
2: I had a job once, which I was horrible at. I eventually got fired from it, but I was so bad. They, they paid for computer classes for me to go to this off, this adult <laughs> learning center to take, um, Microsoft, uh, word sheet, like a word sheet program, how to learn how to do Excel and all that.
0: Did you, did the classes work or were, did you return a failure and that's why they fired you? Uh,
2: they temporarily worked I, I i was fired i'm not lying to you like a month later
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was that what did the firing have to do with
2: well you know what it is it, i was doing stand-up comedy at the time uh, well i'm you know you're now anymore. done you're now back yeah. in just straight business <laughs> yeah just, i'm just back into business I'm, I'm really focusing on worksheets right now but <laughs> <laughs> <Really>. <laughs> I'm, I'm focusing on grids microsoft excel <laughs> but at the time, I had just started stand up, and I was, uh, I I was staying out late and really going out every night. So, and even during like during working hours, I was sort of focused on jokes and thinking about stand up. That my job really suffered. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I remember being thoroughly hurt by being oh. fired because it was it was one of those jobs where I had health insurance. Oh right, it felt like a, kind of like a job job. Yeah, it felt like a job job, which. I didn't want but I loved all the benefits of having health insurance having like decent pay so when I was fired I was just like I can't believe it I'm like I lost my health insurance and 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 it also made me not feel like an adult (laughs) (laughs) I was just like oh god I'm just like now I have to go back to like exercising and doing things that will like all this preventative stuff that you should be doing if you don't have health insurance (laughs) like taking care of yourself you know
0: yeah, the moment you get health insurance, you just let go, just let your body deteriorate and
2: let the doctors take care of it. Let the doctors worry about it. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> what was this job that like you, they hired you, but then you were terrible with all the computer stuff and so they, they literally had to send you to classes?
2: I was working at a labor union. It was, oh. <laughs> yeah, I was working at a labor union. You know, what's really funny about it is I was working at the Writers Guild. <laughs> which is oh, no way doesn't sound that laborious <laughs> no, not at all <laughs> While wow, you were at the guild yeah I was working at the writers guild and you know I just kind of had a desk job there and it paid really well and it was it was just so funny I was just like you know what writers suffer enough I shouldn't be in charge of <laughs> of, <laughs> of some of their payments or like yeah <laughs>
0: I should I should talk to you off of this about how to skirt payments, how to avoid paying my dues, this sort of thing.
2: We'll have a confidential talk after this.
1: Yeah,
2: Yeah. a lot of it, which is this might be a little bit too inside baseball, but uh, there was a certain time around uh, uh, during that job during the holidays where I would get a lot of phone calls from people from writers angry that they didn't receive their screeners.
0: Oh, give me a break. (laughs) I didn't get my DVDs of the movies this year. Oh, boy. That was so funny. Those screeners are uh, probably one of the biggest
2: uh, dangers to the environment. Oh, I know. It's so funny that there's so many of them. Yeah, they just just
0: get thrown away. I've heard that the reason that uh, they still do DVDs is because a lot of uh, Writers Guild members are older and don't have streaming services. And they're still watching
2: things on DVDs. And so, oh, yeah, that makes I mean, sense. nobody cares. Why am, I, why am I bringing this information? up? Yeah, it, well, it also makes me laugh of like antiquated technology because I'm still my girlfriend makes fun of me because one thing I did tell her one time, like a few years ago is I, we were having an argument because I still buy stuff like CDs or records or DVDs. Right. And I remember one time just yelling, I go, look, I still like physical media.
0: i i support you though i feel like uh physical media i truly i mean this just makes me sound like i'm out of my mind but i feel like at some point the whole grid is gonna shut down and none of us is gonna have any access to any type of entertainment or art except for people who are still buying physical media yeah and then they will be the
2: kings and queens of earth oh yeah and then it'll go back to the barter system (laughs) <laughs> trading CDs. Yeah, I'll be trading. Uh, I'll be trading DVDs, and it's like
0: <laughs> I've got season two of Arrested Development. Yeah,
2: look, I got <laughs> Hugh Grant's Notting Hill.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, have you? Is that the only job you've ever been fired from?
2: Oh no, I've been fired from countless jobs. <laughs> no way. I was, I was fired. Um, let's see. This job, I I should have been fired. I. I worked this job for too long. I used to work at an animal hospital, and it was a twenty-four hour emergency center animal hospital, and it was pretty sophisticated. They had a a cancer wing of the hospital wow. where they treat dogs and cats who get cancer and whatnot. So I had I was I had various jobs there. One was to monitor the parking, two, which was really one of my main ones, was to pick up dog shit oh, because God. they used to walk the animals, and then three was to sometimes, um, pet owners would get irate and they would get really angry and they would feel that the doctors were lying to them about their animals being sick. And I often had to go in there when people felt violent, you know, where they felt like you're getting in my face. And I had to be like, sir, calm down. Nobody wants your cat to have cancer. Not even (laughs) the doctors. And like, Wait,
0: but, so people thought that the doctors were lying about the illness? Yes. Or, yeah. oh
2: boy. Yeah, this is just a money grab. I'm going to take her somewhere else to get a second opinion. And, you know, the doctors don't want to deal with someone being angry. They want to have sort of a middle person in there that will talk to them. You know, especially because some of these people would right. punch a wall inside one of the waiting rooms or get angry. So I would go in there. I remember one time, this, this sounds... This sounds so ridiculous and on the nose, but I was talking to this biker. He looked like a huge kind of Viking looking guy. And he was in his construction work outfit. And I went in there and he was, he was saying, he was just told me, he goes, you're fucking lying to me. My cat doesn't have fucking cancer. You're a piece of shit. All of you just want money. You're fucking thieves. And then he punched the wall like right next to me. Oh my God. And then I just... I just remember I just told myself don't fucking piss your pants just talk this guy down and then I get I I just went sir calm the fuck down and then I <laughs> and then I went nobody here wants to tell you that your cat has cancer you think you think I have joy I know what the, I said I know what this cat means to you I can Aww. see it in your eyes and then he started crying and he told me this <laughs> this cat has been with me through my divorce it's I love this cat and then he 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 started crying and I had to sit there patting, like kind of hugging him and being like, oh, this is such a sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have Um, thought? I mean, I I
0: guess that the stakes are very high, even in an animal hospital. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is like
2: ER or something. This is it, it was very much that. And then aside from that, having to be like. After I was done with that, somebody would walk up to me, one of the doctors, and go, Hey, there's a bunch of dog shit outside. Can you go pick that up? (laughs) You've just
0: deftly handled this emotional, high-stakes situation. Now you have to go clean up the shit out of the parking lot? What was your title there?
2: Liaison.
0: Oh, no. That's
2: (laughs) that's very unfair. That means nothing. (laughs) Nothing. Absolutely means nothing. It should have been, like, it should have been shit-picker-upper- and And in-house therapist in-house therapist i remember one time picking up i went out there to um and i didn't have like an office or anything my job was to stay outside and monitor the parking and pick up dog shit and then go talk to clients if they were being confrontational so i remember one time picking up some dog shit and somehow my finger went through the bag and directly oh, oh. into the dog shit, and then I just remember I looked at I looked at it and I felt so sad about like where am I? What is my life? And then <laughs> I just said I need to I need to quit this job. And then the next day I went back and I really I worked for another six months there. <laughs> like, I just <laughs> I didn't quit. I just thought you know what? I guess it happens sometimes. <laughs>
0: That's me almost every day asking, "What is my life?" and then just continuing to stick around with the the exact same
2: thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, so did you end up getting fired there? I did not end up getting fired there. I built the I built the courage after six months of picking up another six months of picking up dog shit and being a therapist to irate. <laughs> pet owners is i ended up just leaving i just said i can't do it anymore right and then i'm sure i got another i think i got another shitty job (laughs) (laughs) not a literal shit job but you know yeah i just got another job but i was also i was fired from i i was a delivery driver for a catering company i was fired from that and then i remember them just telling me they just said you know you're just not good at this. I think there's <laughs> a, they just said there's other things you're good at. And then I stayed quiet and they go, You need to find those things. <laughs> oh,
0: no. We haven't found them. And apparently you haven't either. Go yeah. out
2: yeah. and be unemployed and find yourself. Oh, yeah. It was, it was what hilarious. were you doing
0: so poorly with the delivery thing?
2: Well, I was a delivery driver for the catering department at UCLA. Okay, sure. Yeah, and it was just busy. It was running all over campus, getting stuff set up right. I would forget stuff and then have to run back and be like, "Oh yeah, they needed a tray of cookies. I left that back at the at the kitchen." Let me re-. And you know, it's a big campus, so I would have to drive like I would have to drive back to the kitchen, then drive back to the this hall wherever they had the event at, and it was I was just not great at it. And it was really funny because my mom worked there not oh, you're kidding was she ashamed <laughs> no that's what's so funny about my mom is that she's had this naive belief in me all the time oh. where she just went you know what they don't know what they're talking about you're gonna find something better
0: <laughs> <laughs> well she was i mean technically right
2: yeah 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 she was technically right but yeah it was so funny <laughs> i just been i've either been fired from so many jobs or just had so many bad jobs oh yeah i i know that feeling i've
0: never been fired i've been like quietly let go from a couple of jobs but never fully
2: fired oh i've been escorted out by security where i'm like is this necessary and then they go (laughs) where literally the security just said hey my man it's just protocol (laughs) 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 nothing's more dehumanizing
0: I hope that was the job with your mom as your mom watches you get escorted out of the building. <laughs>
2: That's so funny. I wish it was. It wasn't, but no, I really wish it was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> your mom quietly ratted you out and then watched you get escorted out. I've got to get rid of my son. I can't have this person around the campus anymore. I know.
2: What else has been going on? Not much. I mean, I feel like I'm trying to stay sane. I just got a negative test back my oh, COVID, congrats. Yeah, I feel congrats. real happy I don't get tested too often I feel like I get a test once a month Like, once a month But, you know, I feel good And then, other than that It's, like, kind of crazy I mean, it's come to the point where I go How many fucking hikes can I go on? <laughs> I'm hiking I'm just, like I'm just Enough I'm tired where of nature Where are you hiking? Griffith Park Or, you know, it's really embarrassing i actually tell you This is the worst thing that has I, I would have preferred to have gotten COVID Um a few weeks ago, it's actually like maybe two months ago, my girlfriend told me, "I want to go hiking and I want to go hiking by the beach." And I she goes, "Figure it out." And I said, <laughs> "And I said, you got it. I, I know exactly where to take you." And there's this really beautiful hike in the Santa Monica Mountains called. Um, it's like in the Tope- up through Topanga, uh, right. Topanga Canyon, and it's this beautiful hike. It's you know round trip. It's like three point four miles. And you see all of the ocean, like you see all of the Pacific ocean. It's really beautiful. Uh, I'll send you the coordinates for it. But then after the stories, then you might not want to go. So (laughs) she packed the lunch. She packed the lunch and we did this hike. It's really beautiful. And on the way there, I was just like, man, this feels really great. And there's not that many people here. And it's like, if you can find beauty in this time, it's like fucking hiking here and looking at the ocean. Then we sat down at the end of the hike. And we're, we were looking out over the ocean, and she brought out some salami, some cheese, some, you know, bruschetta, stuff like that. And I have really bad stomach problems. <laughs> Do you have, like, IBS? or yeah. Just, yeah. That's it. Okay, right. Uh, so I'm lactose intolerant. Oh, boy. Yeah. So maybe I didn't take any medicine that morning. I'm pretty sure I didn't. So <laughs> I, I was just pigging out, pigging out with no worry in the world. And then after we're done, we go, okay, let's hike back to the car. Five minutes into the hiking back. So it's an hour. It's hour round trip, like oh, hour wow, going, hour back. Horrifying already. Oh, it's really horrifying. My stomach started hurting and I and I knew what was going to ha- I had to go to the restroom. And I said it's okay, just breathe, just breathe. You're gonna be fine, you're gonna be fine. And I <laughs> no, said, let, let her walk in front of you. And I kind of, I just said, don't say anything. And then she walked in front of me and then she turned around and I don't know what I must've looked like, but she thought I was having a heart attack. <gasps> and then she said, oh my God, are you okay? And then I said, I think I have to go to the bathroom. And she knows my stomach problems and we've never had anything like this. She just looked at me and she goes, gave me a napkin. We only had one napkin left from. And then she goes, just go. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I won't go. I go, I'm not going to go to the bathroom here. Not in front of you. Not like this. (laughs) And then my stomach hurt one more time. And I yelled at She goes, I'll stay here and keep a lookout. And I yelled, go, just leave me alone, please. (laughs) Like you're escaping a fire. Yeah. And she ran away and. I felt, oh my God, dude, I felt so embarrassed. I pulled down my pants and then I, I just, I, I, I fucking, my ass exploded and I just went to the bathroom right there over the ocean. Like just, oh uh, it was really embarrassing. <laughs>
0: what a beautiful place to have this happen though. I mean, at least you're not like in the middle of a casino or something, you know, this is, you're out in nature, you're the Pacific ocean lies before you and you're just losing control of your bowels
2: yeah and the worst part is after it was done we still had 45 minutes of an incline (laughs) to go up and there was no talking every now and then she would tell me she would say hey this is okay she i will never forget she said your body betrayed you it truly (laughs) did betray (laughs) you you're supposed to be able to trust your bowels and i told her i said i don't want to talk right now don't talk to me (laughs) and then Every 10 minutes, she would just say, it's okay. She goes, it's better that this happened now than this happened in our first year or even our first date. And I just said, yeah. And I said, you're talking too much. (laughs) Once we got to the car, it was 45 minutes back to our place. When we got back, I just said, I'm going to go take a shower. Please don't talk to me. And then I went, I showered. And then I went to right after the shower. I think I still felt so much shame that I didn't want to be awake much longer. So I it was four in the afternoon. <laughs> I went to sleep for three hours.
0: <laughs> so, this is so traumatic.
2: Oh, and it's also because I I have... Um, I'm very insecure about bathroom stuff. Like, you well, know,
0: everybody is.
2: Well, you know, when I go to the restroom, I play music. I don't... <laughs> I'm not a guy who likes to fart. I don't think farting around... My girlfriend or around my friends is funny. Like, You're a polite person. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> you need one of, I think they're like, uh, literally like Japanese toilets that like make noise, like make artificial noises to, for privacy. I think you need to invest in one of those. Yeah, I
2: am. Uh, take a, take a <laughs> cue from well-mannered people. <laughs> That's why we respect the Japanese. What a beautiful yeah, culture.
0: <laughs> yes, they're the most polite people on the planet. And they, they know what they, they're doing with yeah. that sort of thing. Well, I mean, I think we do also as a society just need to embrace if you're on a hike and you need to your, you know, it's either poop your pants or use nature, you've we've got to feel a little less shame about that. Otherwise, it's an hour of uncomfortable hiking with your partner.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just it's it, it, it was bad. It's just one of those things where like now when I go on hikes, I'm just like, don't eat anything hours before you go, you know, <laughs> oh, it was it was awful.
0: Yeah, you just need to fast for a solid week Yeah, and yes. then die of starvation on the trail.
2: Yeah, die, yeah, that's a more honorable death. <laughs> <laughs> Truly.
0: Hike up, see the Pacific, and then just collapse. Yeah, just Your girlfriend collapse. buries you. You're good to go.
2: Yeah, I told her, I said, you did the worst thing than break up with me, is that you were supportive. <laughs> I go, it would have been easier on me. If you had broken up with me and said, you're you're disgusting, I never want to see you again. But the fact that you were so understanding is even worse. (laughs) <laughs>
0: right yeah. also she's got a nice clean exit there yeah. her next boyfriend the first date she can she's like i can tell you exactly why i broke up with my last boyfriend <laughs> yeah. it's such an easy clean exit for everybody rather than getting the, all of these emotional entanglements and then years of living together no she should have just gotten out yeah but now yeah. you're stuck together with this horrifying secret
2: yeah it's awful it's one of those things too where i think for a long time i've always thought you know, you want to be cool. You want to be the cool guy for your girlfriend. You want to, you <laughs> want to let her know that you're in control. That you're always cool. That you, you know, th- that the day that happened is I said. Drop this co-cool bravado. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. There's no hiding it anymore. I mean, yeah. you are just now what you are to her.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A sufferer of IBS. You will never be
0: cool to your girlfriend again.
2: Yes, that's exactly that's it.
0: Fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I, I feel like the sooner you drop being cool to your partner, the better. You can just move on with your lives and both just live in shame.
2: Yeah. I think that's about right.
0: <laughs> I mean... Chris, I don't want to, you know, get off of, um, this subject, but we were talking about politeness and this sort of manners and this sort of thing. And, uh, I mean, I, there's something I do want to talk to you about. Uh, the podcast of course is called, I said no gifts and I host this show once a week. It's, you know, the title is right there. It's essentially just a clear rule to my guests. And last night, uh, I was sitting at home and I got a text from you and it said, I'm outside. And I thought, what is Chris doing at my house? We're in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, We didn't make these plans. I mean, I did know that we were having this. We would be recording today, but I couldn't quite put all these puzzle pieces together in my mind. Yet I come outside, put on a mask. I come out, you're wearing a mask. And you hand me an envelope. Correct. Which says, To Bridger Weininger from Chris Estrada. And then in big letters, it says the word gift. That is true. And then you kind of just vanished into the night, leaving me with this mystery. Chris, I have to ask I mean, I assume this is a gift for me.
2: It is, absolutely. Okay, fine, whatever. Should I open the gift? I would love for you to open the gift.
0: Okay, I'm going to open this envelope and see what what's happening inside here. Okay, there's a there's a piece of paper. I'm going to open this. And now there's some oh, <laughs> what's going on here? Okay, so this is a very I mean it's a mysterious uh very mysterious thing. There are two pieces of paper that say Quiet Mind Mountain Retreat. And then there's a $20 bill. Chris, yeah. what's happening here?
2: Well, you know, I wanted to give you the gift of money. Yeah, I <laughs> wanted to give you... The Quiet Mind Retreat is just a place that we, me and my girlfriend recently visited, and I needed something to cover the money with. It's not a... <laughs> this is not to go to quiet. It, it's a lot more expensive than $20, but to stay there. But <laughs> The
0: worst retreat in the world. <laughs> um. Okay well, there are two I two paths I want to go down here first. let's let's first start with the quiet mind mountain retreat because I am curious about this. What is that?
2: I did not mean to call attention to that. I just needed something to hide the money. Well, I'm calling attention yeah, yeah.
0: to it. We're putting the spy, spotlight on this retreat.
2: Yeah, by all means. We, uh, my girlfriend uh, she she wanted to get away for the weekend. And she said, let's go to Julian, which is a mountain town. I've uh, been to Julian. You've been to Julian. It's very nice. It's very beautiful. It's like two hours south of, two and a half hours south of Los Angeles. Right. A little bit north of San Diego. Correct. And uh, because she's, re- cause she's better at a lot of things than I am, she administers her money really well. She racks up a lot of points through her credit card and her points afforded her a, a three night stay at at this retreat in oh julia god so it was really nice i mean we went up there it was snowing it was beautiful it was a snowstorm it's quiet it's sort of a kind of yoga you have to kind of be quiet type of place but we were one of only two people that like two groups there so it was great nobody was around it was beautiful
0: oh that sounds lovely so everyone's just kind of meditating and uh, going about their business and
2: yeah that's all it's meant to be there's like a yoga studio where you can go do yoga there's like i don't, it's just funny that they find the need to put peaceful imagery up like everywhere <laughs> like what is it like
0: serene net like mountain scenes and this yeah, kind of thing or
2: that kind of stuff pictures of bamboo <laughs> like- <laughs>
0: <laughs> to me, bamboo is not that uh it, not that calming because I know how quickly it grows. It kind of makes me nervous because yeah. it's like the fastest growing plant and that's all I can think about. It doesn't bring me any peace of mind. And then I think about pandas, which are an you know, uh an endangered species. It's just sending me into all sorts of
2: anxiety areas. Yeah, yeah. It was funny, I mean, it we had to end up fasting because it was snowing so much that it was dangerous to go pick up food. And then oh, no. they didn't have any food. So our last, retreat has
0: no food on premises?
2: Just cereal. Okay, just cereal. Cereal is a very loud food by the way. I, right? Yeah. Just cereal. And then so we were just stuck from like around I would say 3 till the next morning we we had Oh <laughs> no. Just angry and hungry. Nothing peaceful about this. So what did you do
0: for the three days you were there? Just yoga?
2: No, they didn't offer any of those services because of COVID. It was actually just a place to stay at. You just went to an abandoned cabin. Yes, that's basically it. There was no (laughs) activities. The gym was closed. Like the only thing they let us use is they had an infrared sauna. Oh, what is that? What does that mean? Now, it's not a steam sauna. It's right. an infrared light sauna where it's it's basically dry heat in there instead of the oh, steam. Oh,
0: right. It's like a like a fry heater. That yes. They, like at exactly a restaurant.
2: It. Yeah. Is it? A, is that relaxing? It is. Yeah. I mean, I do well with heat. So like I was in there. It was hundred about 125 degrees. I was in there oh, for 10 wow. minutes. I felt fine. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it.
0: And then did you go out into the snow or did you just slowly go back to normal temperature? We went out to the snow for
2: a bit and that was really fun. And then when we tried to go get food, we drove out to the snow, but there was a huge wreck uh, like a huge <laughs> wreck in front just of the shining. Yeah, in front of the, this peaceful mind retreat place, there was a huge wreck. It was a mess. We had to turn <laughs> around and be like, and then at one point, my girlfriend said, Why don't I get out of the car and walk to go get us food? And I said, I go, you're going to freeze. It's snowing. Like there's inches of snow out here. What's wrong with you?
0: <laughs> your your girlfriend is a young Shelley Duvall. She's hysterical. She's running through a hedge maze at this point. I, this is a wild trip.
2: Who would have thought? It wasn't even that peaceful because there was a skylight over the bedroom. So... <laughs> At like six in the morning, the sun would rise over my face. That's a horrible design. It's awful. It was an awful room. It was a beautiful <laughs> place in a beautiful room, but I would go to sleep at like one or two in the morning. And then this light, just the sunrise would <laughs> wake me up. It was so it was just exhausted and starving no that's that's what it felt like it was pretty bad oh
0: boy is this the uh first uh like trip you've taken in the pandemic
2: it was the first trip that we took in the pandemic i haven't really gone anywhere so
0: (laughs) what a beautiful retreat yeah yeah Well, getting back to $20, I want to understand why you gave me $20. Well,
2: I'll tell you why I gave you $20, which is a lot of things come to mind, which is one thing that's particular that comes to mind from my childhood is, God bless my grandmother when she was alive, my abuelita. When I was a young man in my early 20s, I lived with her. I would often find her in my room putting money into my wallet oh and then i would tell her i would say why are you doing that and she says men are supposed to have cash in their wallets (laughs) and then i would show her my debit card or my credit i go this is money right here and this is probably some internalized misogyny she would go that is for women (laughs) (laughs) men are supposed to carry cash she hated the concept that I relied on my debit card or a credit card. She goes, no, right. you need to have cash on you. That is, it, it's a manly thing. It looks good in front of women. Like, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> so anytime, every few weeks, she would she would sneak off and look to see if there was any cash in my wallet. And if there wasn't, <laughs> she would put cash in there. And then just <laughs> scold me on how men should have money in their wallets. <laughs>
0: This is like less of a grandmotherly instinct and more of just like a, I don't want my grandson to be uh I want him to be a real man. Yeah. It was a real man. Like a yeah. Tim Allen style man. Yeah.
2: She used to say your grandfather always had money in his wallet. <laughs> he was like-
0: <laughs> I guess I mean I feel like I have heard that like even in the last couple of years I I mean who what article could I have possibly been possibly been reading that like was suggesting that a man carry cash in his wallet but i feel like maybe somebody tweeted or something but i have heard that before like men carry cash i mean cash is not a like a gender specific form of currency no i I mean but i guess if like old-fashioned rules i guess that makes sense on some level if you're a grandma or something
2: yeah i think old-fashioned in terms of like i don't know it's like she goes it just makes me laugh because she goes your grandfather always had cash and I never met him and I said there was no ATMs or debit cards when he was alive. <laughs> right. It was he had no choice but to carry cash. Like, yeah, what was his other option? Yeah, IOUs, nothing, yeah, IOUs or you know not or not have money and beg for it. She does <laughs> you know. But also I think money means it's just one of those things where also one time I remember somebody gave me a birthday card and it was just a personalized note. And I said, There's no money in here? <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, I don't care how personalized this note is. It feels like you're giving me something that says, Hey, can you throw this away from me? <laughs> 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 Truly. Yeah, I said, you know, the because I have an aunt. When she gives you a birthday card, she writes a little personalized note in there. And then she puts a lottery ticket in there, like a scratcher. It's great, right? It's great. You know. I remember that one time it was a, somebody just gave me a, a it was a very generic personalized note, too, which was like you basically reiterated what was on the card. It's already. <laughs> so why didn't you You're just. You're a plagiarist. Yeah. Put some money in there.
0: <laughs> right. I don't I couldn't tell you the last time I got just a blank. I mean, an empty birthday card. From, yeah. Like that's something that like a car dealership sends to
2: you or well, something. It feels, or just like, yeah. It feels like something, ad- like, you know, when you get mail from your dentist, that's like Right, your dentist. Yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year. I hope you go That's what it from felt like. From your
0: chiropractor.
2: Yeah, that's what it <laughs> felt like. It was so, also, it just, money means so many different things to me because anytime it's my mom's birthday or Mother's Day or Christmas, I go, what do you want? And she goes, give me money. Right. <laughs> and then I go... Are you sure? she goes, yes, I'm going to give you money and you give me money.
0: (laughs) We will keep passing this back and forth. Yeah.
2: (laughs) It's also one of those things, too, where sometimes I don't know what to get people anymore. Right. And then I go, what if I give you money and you decide what to get with it? It just seems so much easier. It's easy. Oh, it's so nice.
0: I mean... I I still I don't know. Maybe it's just because there was such a long time that I was just working crappy jobs and whatever, and like every dollar was like this is incredible. But still, like five dollar, like a five dollar bill to me, I'm like that's big money. Oh yeah, like twenty dollars. This is incredible. I like it'll probably be six weeks before I decide what I'm going to spend this on.
2: Yeah, and you know what's great about it? You might forget about it and then find it in your pocket later, like in like
0: the best feeling in the world it's the
2: best feeling in the world i feel like then i'm re-giving you money right. it's so easy i just think it's one of those things where it's like money is such a great gift it doesn't even
0: have to be a lot no of yeah. course not yeah you, i mean give me uh, five, under five dollars it starts to be like what's happening here yes but uh five dollars and above i'm taking it i'm thrilled
2: well then you You actually brought up something that is interesting. Anything under $5 is offensive. Right. It's like now, I mean, you thought I needed a dollar? Yeah. What is this? This is ridiculous. But we still live in a world where you can do something with $5.
0: Oh, yeah. I could think of a million things to do with $5. Yeah. You can still rent a movie for $5. Absolutely. It's so practical that you can't beat it. Right, you simply cannot be just a nice twenty dollar bill. Yeah, twenty dollars. Get a shirt. Yeah, you know I can fill up my car with gas. It like I can can truly do whatever I want. I can go out to dinner. Well, I can't go out to dinner right now, but order dinner. Yeah, that
2: five, that twenty dollars, you can break it up four ways. Now you have five dollars to section off. Like it's amazing. It really. I swear to God, I just. I think money is the most practical gift to give someone. And nobody's ever offended. Like, wow, you just gave me money. (laughs) right? You couldn't think of something. You couldn't think of something. No,
0: everyone's happy to just have some extra money in their bank account.
2: And also money, it somehow, it means so much to everyone that it's like, wow, you gave me some of your money. Right. The thing that you also want. Yes. The thing that you also (laughs) want. Yes. That's exactly it. (laughs) That's what I love about it. It's just, it's like, it's nice to look at. I don't think it solves the world's problems, but I think it solves small, immediate problems.
0: Right. And I, most of the time, I just need to solve immediate problems. I mean, if I can solve an immediate problem, it at least takes a little bit of weight off of me for a minute and I can move on to my next problem. Yeah, that's so much of what
2: I love about, like, the gift of cash. What was the last, like, fun thing you bought for yourself? Wow. I'm trying to think. Well, this is really funny. So my mom for, I want to say Christmas, gave me $100. Ooh, that's a nice gift. That's a nice gift. So, And it's funny too, because I got some return on what I gave her because I gave her $200.
0: Oh, perfect! So you essentially <laughs> got a fifty percent off on your yeah,
2: gift. I got a fifty. I got some money back, and but we never <laughs> look at it that way. Which is like, I still look good because I gave her more money, right? And I still got some money back.
0: It is weird, like the inflation rates between exchanged money gifts.
2: Where it's yeah. like, well, now I have a hundred dollars, despite the fact that I gave away two hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. So with the with the hundred dollars in that time, I I bought a book. I bought some food, you know, so it was great. It was just like, it's enough that I could just, it it lasted me like two weeks.
0: A hundred dollars is nice because it, yeah, it allows like to buy maybe a little piece of media, a book, a movie, whatever. And then also we're all just blowing money on food at all times. Yeah, You can go out and get a nice little dinner or something.
2: And then also at the retreat we were at, I left money for the cleaning lady. Oh, bless you. And that was from that money.
0: That's a really nice hundred dollars spent.
2: Yeah, it was good. Bought some food when we were in Julian. Uh bought a book when I was here in LA. And then just other miscellaneous things just kinda I said, you know what? This is great. What book did you buy? It's this book called Overstated. Uh it's by the comedian Colin Quinn. It's his oh, okay. his, his history on the fifty states and whatnot. So it Oh interesting. It, well, I haven't even read it yet. <laughs> and I bought it a month ago, but I'm going to get to it.
0: You'll get around to yeah, it. Yeah, I'll get around to it.
2: But what's great is that I can look at it and go, I didn't spend my money on that. I spent my mom's money on that. <laughs> yeah, I cannot. I love it. I love giving well, money. I've,
0: I'm now going to have to like really put, this will be my next project is thinking of how to spend this $20. And then I'll update you. You can
2: make it last.
0: I'm going to really, I think I'm going to like really figure out Something good to buy with this $20. Yeah. I'm not going to just let it go to coffee or whatever. It's going to be a physical object that comes into my M- maybe life. Maybe some physical media. Right. Maybe I get a new, I could get a video game. I mean, this, I mean, the mind reels with the possibilities. You can buy yourself a nice shirt. Right. I was looking at a shirt this afternoon and then I ultimately said $25 is too much, didn't buy it. But now, Suddenly, the shirt is within reach
2: it's in reach. Put five dollars of your own plus my twenty right I mean it's yeah. essentially a five
0: dollar t shirt who can beat that
2: yeah, and now what's great about that is when you look at that shirt, you wouldn't even think I bought that shirt. You could be like, "Oh, I bought that shirt with the money Chris gave me
0: right. I know it or i mean it's it is imbued with meaning all of a sudden. It's the chris Estrada sh- shirt yeah part.
2: that's yeah I'm telling you you can't really fail. I don't think there's ever been anybody who was like why'd you give me money
0: (laughs) the only time somebody i think is upset about getting money is if you know you see this in movies somebody throwing money in someone's face like uh this is all you want yes which i would love to get to a point in my life when someone's just saying that to me and throwing money in my face you know a jilted lover this kind of thing (laughs) yes i would
2: love that (laughs) but you know it's actually too it's better than a gift card too because I know I've gotten gift cards where I go, oh, great. Now I have to go to this fucking place. Right.
0: <laughs> gift cards are kind of a scam, uh, especially like... I mean, I, I worked at uh, Best Buy right out of high school, and they like basically said, get people to buy gift cards because people forget about gift cards, and then we just get their money.
2: Yes, that's exactly Which it. Is, you got to be very
0: careful with that yeah. sort of
2: thing. I remember I was given a gift card once at Target, and I recently... A few months ago I found the card and I there was still money on it and a it was a beautiful it, feeling. Yeah, beautiful feeling, but also now I looked at it and said, "Oh great, now I have to go to fucking Target." <laughs> and then I go, "Now I got to go to Target. It's fucking COVID. Targets are usually there's a lot of people there." And then I went, "But what am I going to do? Let this go to waste?" Now I feel <laughs> like, "But with money, you decide where you need to go."
0: Right, I can do whatever I want. Well, you have to just get on the Target website. Well, see don't go in the st- uh, what
2: i never thought about that <laughs> <laughs> i'm still a person that buys cds so right. <laughs> the idea of going to the target website had never occurred to me till now this is a, this is a revelation for me right now.
0: <laughs> i want you to use that money don't let them just hold your money hostage go yeah. and buy truly anything on their website get your return yeah i'm gonna do that i want to know what you end up buying from target and uh, yeah, these giant corporations—we can't let them just hoard our money. It's ridiculous.
2: Last I checked, I had like four dollars and fifty-two cents on that. On that
0: oh, that's Target. a hard amount of money. That's uh, like, what am I gonna buy? For this?
2: Yeah, what am I gonna get? I feel like I'd go. I would literally go and get M right. <laughs> like, and M's, like a tube of to-
0: toothpaste.
2: Yeah, and a tube of toothpaste, and just be like, I really stuck it to Target. They're not gonna get my fucking money. <laughs>
0: oh beautiful
2: oh man
0: um i want to play a game yes i think we should play a game we haven't played this in a while it's called gift master okay i need a number between one and ten from you
2: let's go seven
0: okay while i do some light calculating you have the microphone to promote something recommend something uh send a message to somebody whatever you want to do i'll be right back
2: okay during that time i I want to say that uh, if my girlfriend, Katie, is listening to this, I promise I will get better at technology and also I will eventually see a doctor regarding my IBS issues. And also, you know what? While you're listening, not my girlfriend, but people who are listening, follow me on Twitter at estrada 85 I love Twitter. I love writing jokes. Oh, this is what I'm going to recommend. Don't buy people gift cards. Really, Listen to what I'm saying is give people money. Even if it's $20, just give it to them. What are you going to do? Now they have to drive somewhere. Or they have to go on and then order something to target. It's going to take long forever to get there. Nah, money. Money is the way to go.
0: Okay, I have, I've done the calculating. I'm sorry that took so long. But we're, we have the tools we need to play the game now. You got it. And that's what's important. This is how the game works. I'm going to name three potential gifts, items that you can give away. And I'm going to tell you three celebrities. You have to tell me which celebrity you're going to give which gift and why. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. All right. The gifts we're playing with today are an astrological consultation. So sending the person to an astrologist to, you know, consult on whatever, their future, their past, their present. Then a box of graham crackers. Everybody loves a graham cracker. And then finally, what is the final gift here? Oh, it's a used Apple Watch. So it's not a new Apple Watch. It's a, you know, maybe you found it. uh, Maybe you, uh, you know, it's just used. So keep that in mind. And the three people you have to give these to are basketball player LeBron James, uh, musical duo Daft Punk, and, oh, another musician, Julian Casablancas of the Strokes. Are you familiar with these three people? Yes, I'm
2: familiar. I'm familiar. All right take it away i'm gonna give the graham crackers to daft punk okay and i will tell them you can have these graham crackers you have to eat them but you cannot take your helmets off <laughs> and i want to see them kind of lift them up or sneak the graham cracker under their helmets into their mouth i want to see them have a hard time
0: you want to see that like, crumbs falling down from the thing as they're eating from the helmet
2: yeah and i want to say not so fucking cool now huh and then, <laughs> like...
0: those do feel like uh inconvenient things to have in the middle of a concert i don't know how you're drinking or anything that feels troublesome
2: yeah so i i would love to have that i just would want to you know they're so slick looking with their helmets and their costumes that just to have them try to eat that while not taking off their hum- i just love that i love that <laughs> and they're french do the their French friends, eat yeah. graham crackers? Uh, it's hard to say. I, no, I don't know that they eat graham crackers. That feels Graham so, crackers feel very American, right? They feel very American. They feel like a biscotti people, even though I know biscotti is the Italians, but... Right, if, but yeah. yeah, I
0: can see Daft Punk eating a biscotti yeah. without the masks, but we want to see them eating a graham cracker with the mask.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: In the middle of a concert, they're shoving a sheet of crackers up the thing... Nobody knows what's
2: happening. Nobody knows. They just see the crumbs all over their <laughs> <top> wardrobe. <laughs> all over their shiny suits. That's right. <laughs> and then I'm thinking for LeBron James, I would... um I would give him the used Apple Watch. Why? Well, this is a man... I don't I don't believe he's bought anything used ever, <laughs> right. you know, I mean, maybe in his you, maybe before he rich and famous, you know, maybe but he, before,
0: I mean, he's been rich and famous since he was like a teenager.
2: Right? Yes, that's what I mean. So it's like, you know, I, I would just love for him to have that. I think it would ground him. <laughs> I think I think it would be like, here's this used watch. You have to wear it. another person's sweat was on this yeah it's a humbling yeah, i
0: feel like he like truly despite the fact that it's an apple watch uh the fact that it's used i feel like he wouldn't even be able to register what it is as an object
2: yeah he wouldn't register it he would just go what do i do with this you know i think <laughs> I, I think he'd be offended i think he'd be like i could just buy a new one and be why like, didn't you give me cash yeah why didn't you give me cash <laughs> I could have bought a new one with the cash. And I said, no, you get a used one. And also what I love about that is you can guilt them into saying, buy this used one, because if not, this is just going to become trash. Right? It's like, this is good for the environment. Like I recently cracked my cell phone screen and I'm right. I, I don't have an iPhone. And then my girlfriend said, you have to buy an iPhone now. No more the." And I'm gonna go buy one, but I'm not gonna buy a new one. I'm gonna buy a used one. No,
0: that's a great idea. I think. Yeah, you can. I mean, they're all essentially the same technology. Yeah, at this point. I
2: was like, you know what? If I don't buy a used one, it's just gonna end up in the trash somewhere. I'm trying to be a decent person. You can <laughs> guilt LeBron James into, even though you know what's funny is I feel bad saying this because he actually does seem like a good person. Right? He, he seems like know. he tries to do well. Yeah, he tries to do well. But you know what? Put a little more
0: pressure on him. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> we can all, uh, you know, we can all afford to do a little better in our lives. LeBron James not accepted.
2: Yeah, exactly. And with that said, I would I would give the astrological reading to Julian Casablanca of The Strokes. I, I think he would be into that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. He, yeah,
0: he seems like somebody who's kind of into, you know, weird experiences.
2: Yeah, he's into weird experiences. He kind of strikes me a new agey. Right. You know, I think he would like that. I think, you know... I think if anybody needs to know what's in store for their future, it's musicians. I mean it's Oh like, my god. Will this next album do good? Yes. You know, like what is going will on? Will I get the him?
0: strokes back together? Will I be a solo artist? Will I get into painting?
2: Yeah. I think that would be good for him. I think he would appreciate that actually.
0: Yeah, who knows what the future holds for Julian. Yeah, I mean, or the strokes. Right. I mean, it it feels like a real guessing game for the entire group at this point. So, Absolutely. Maybe you could use a little direction.
2: Yeah, I think so, too.
0: Have you had an astrological consultation before?
2: You know, I have not. I feel like every now and then I read my, you know, my astrology, like whatever they put out. And I always go, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I, You know, I just, (laughs) I've never had one. I, I one time went to a fortune teller. And Oh, where? Yeah. Uh in close to downtown Los Angeles in Pico Union. Uh this girl I was dating at the time said, You should go see my aunt. She's a fortune teller. She she can read palms. And then right. I was like, I really wanted to like keep this relationship going and I wanted to, keep and I said, I'll do whatever you want. So I went to her aunt, and it cost me 50 bucks and she gave me a, she read my palms and read my cards and, you know, and it's really funny. She was just like, I feel like, uh, she just said, it feels like you're someone who is trying to do uh trying to uh, please their partner and i just remember being <laughs> like i'm i'm here
0: <laughs> you completely nailed it this whole thing my, this relationship hinges on me visiting an, a fortune telling aunt yeah
2: so. <laughs> so i'm just like i feel like you're just talking to your niece about what she should be do.
0: that's incredible yeah so i
2: did that i mean it was an experience it was kind of interesting i mean there was something ominous about her aunt that I was just like Oh, I love that. I I went I don't know if you if I really believe you can do this, but I believe that you believe you can do this. <laughs> like she, she was convinced, like you know, like it didn't feel like an act. Like it didn't feel like she was some snake oil salesman. It, she believed this.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. I I feel like that's part of the thing that's missing from uh like psychic and astrology things right now is just like the scary factor. I needed to feel like, you know, there needs to be a crystal ball, this kind of thing. That's what I'm really looking for in my for- in my fortune telling experience.
2: Yeah. I wanna have, you know, I want to go into somebody's like into somebody's house where they you go, oh, okay, you section this part off of your living room at right. your base. <laughs> is-
0: There's a lot of beads hanging and yeah. that kind of very dim lighting. Although you have to be careful, I read about like this uh, woman who got scammed by a, a fortune teller who made her buy like a $90,000 gold pyramid and all of these things. So, some people can really get led down a crazy path with oh, yeah. that type of thing. I
2: mean, I remember I knew people who were, if you remember Miss Cleo. Oh, of course! Yeah, who can forget? And, and then she got into legal problems and whatnot. But I, I knew people who would call those type of lines,
0: and they were like a like a dollar a minute or
2: something. Yeah, it was insane. Was <laughs> <laughs> you know that they foresee debt in your future, <laughs> right?
0: How is that a relaxing phone call? I would just be sweating, thinking yeah. I've got to get this over as quickly as possible. I I need my fortune, and I need to get off the phone.
2: Yeah, I also Oof. feel like if somebody's going to tell your fortune. Or not that I believe in it, but I feel like for it to be slightly convincing in my mind is I have to be there because then I could then say, wow, she must be able to really read my energy or, <laughs> right. you know, I, I have to find ways to justify it in my mind where if it's just a phone call, I'm just like, what the fuck does she know? Or he, right? Knows, if I'm you dialing
0: not 1-900, I'm like, oh, this is not, they don't know who I am. No.
2: Yeah. They have no
0: idea. <laughs> That all that they literally all they know about me is that I make poor decisions and I'm
2: desperate. Yes, yes, <laughs> clearly. <laughs>
0: um well I think you played the game perfectly there. I think all of those gifts are well well thought out, and everybody would be happy with those. I now we need to move on to the final segment. This is called I said no emails. People are writing into I said no gifts at gmail.com. Let's answer a question or two. Let's do it. Um, This first one says, hello, Bridger and disobeying guest. Uh, They're obviously talking about you. Yeah. Uh, My husband and I got married in October, but had to move our wedding to June uh, 18th, 2021, uh, because of obviously the pandemic. We had so many nice friends and family members uh, buy us gifts off the registry last year that when we officially got married... Oh, this is interesting! What a great question for this podcast, actually. And our registry is now empty. Uh, I've had a few people mention/slash complain to me about this, but I really can't think of any more registry items that we still need. Is it tacky to basically ask for money and not add more kitchen or house items to the registry? By the way, you're absolutely invited to the wedding if you're if you care to venture to North Carolina when the world opens up again. Invitation accepted. Uh, Chris and I will be coming. That's sincerely, Sam. So basically, like, they got everything they needed off this registry, and apparently they have the most generous friends and family in the world. Is it okay to ask them for money? What do you think?
2: I will say this. I think it is tacky, but I think it's perfectly okay. (laughs) I think think it's absolutely tacky. But (laughs) absolutely to just say, you don't ask for money. You are given money. But with that said, I do believe money is a great practical gift. So people should be like, it is tacky, but you are doing them a favor in that they go, great. I don't fucking have to think about what to get them. Right. And, you know, I can just send them $50 or $100 or $20, you know. (laughs) Well, you know, I wouldn't send a couple who just got engaged $20. Right. The wedding $20 doesn't feel quite appropriate. Fifty is okay. Fifty
0: dollars yeah. is the wedding amount. I think it's, yeah, it's probably it's like the lowest, the universally agreed wedding amount.
2: Yeah. So yeah, go I, up from there. I, I mean, I definitely wouldn't ask for money. A little tacky, but you know, you <laughs> Sam, go for it. Don't have shame in your. I say game.
0: go for it. I've seen wedding invitations that say that will be like, give us money. Essentially, like here's a link to a website yeah. to give us money. I don't think, I mean, at this point, I think anything goes. We're all living in a tacky world. Everything's
2: tacky. Just go for it. Well, you know, it's really funny. I don't know if this is just a Mexican tradition. And in a lot of the Mexican weddings I would go to, there's a tradition where there's a part where you pin money, where you dance with the, with the bride or the groom and you pin money on them. They give you little pin needles and you oh, pin money on them. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so... Why is that
0: not a tradition at every wedding? That's incredible.
2: So it's really funny. So then by the time you're done dancing, this part of the ceremony is over, the the bride will have money pinned all over her and the groom will have (laughs) money pinned all over him. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So it's like... So she can kind of look at it like this and be like, hey, there's an aspect of Mexican culture we really like where they...
0: (laughs) And now she, whether she's Mexican or not, she could yeah. say, the, uh, Chris told me to do this at my wedding. And it's now an element of the wedding. Everyone pin money to me.
2: Yeah. Pin money on her. Pin money on her or the groom. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Because then you can hide tackiness in the guise of, of tradition.
0: Right. (laughs) I mean, most traditions are kind of tacky. They've just been around a long time. I think that's the definition of a tradition, something that started out tacky and then people kept doing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. What a great question. I mean, that totally fell in line. That's so bizarre that (laughs) it came up here.
0: Oh, let's, I, you know what, I have, I have literally 59 pages of Questions. Let's answer one more. I feel like I've got to be more on top of this. We'll do this one quickly. It says, Hi, Bridger. My mom doesn't have hobbies. And in this global pandemic, it seems risky to get her tickets to a concert or event. I agree. For her last birthday, I got her some candy and made a donation to a local, a local beagle rescue in honor of our late family dog, Ginger. She seems to enjoy those gifts, but I don't want to give repeating gifts any ideas that's from Kathy in California mm. so it sounds like the mom uh, i mean from all i can tell here is the mom likes dogs and obviously we can't be sending moms out into the
2: pandemic right now no we cannot what do you get this person so she doesn't like gifts and she likes to donate money on her behalf right i mean yeah uh
0: i mean it can be a gift she just doesn't want to give a repeating gift i mean Kathy, it would have been nice to know what some of the past gifts are outside of the Beagle Rescue, but, you know, we can only do what we can. The first thing off the top of my head, and this is an actual gift, I'm just realizing this, I've known uh, this artist Katie Kimmel does these, like, ceramic uh, pet, you send her, like, a picture of your pet and she'll do, like, a ceramic vase of your pet. That's just, I rarely give good gift advice on this podcast, and the fact that that came up out of my head, that's something to think about.
2: That's great. I like that. That's better than I was going to say, which was, why don't you just rescue a beagle?
0: <laughs> oh, that's not a bad. I, I mean, it sounds like they're, they're, the dog is out of the picture right now. Let's get
2: another animal in. There are dogs all over the place. Let's get another one. Let's, you know, let's properly mourn your past dog. Ginger. And keep her in our in our memories and keep, you know, you can always keep her in your memories. But, you know, get a new dog. Maybe that. that's a great idea. Yeah. I think that might be a good idea.
0: There are so many, you know, homeless dogs. And I i mean, my dog's a rescue. Fantastic animal. They're the most valuable thing in our house.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a dog? I do not. Well, we have a family dog. I don't live at home, but I do consider it our dog. All oh, uh, right. What's its name? Uh, Her name is Sophie. Oh, cute. She's 14 years old. I love her to death. She's a grandmother. She's hard of hearing now. Oh, uh, sort of, just kind of wants to lay down all the time in the sun doesn't really <laughs> we'll play for maybe like two minutes and then go yeah i'm done with this and then go, go to sleep <laughs> um so yeah that's our dog but me and my girlfriend do have a cat
0: oh you have a cat what's the cat's name
2: uh the cat is baguette 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 yeah oh that's great yeah we take it we, it's a really good cat we take it out for walks oh what on a leash yeah a harness and a leash And it does it? Well, it's not like walking a dog and where a dog will walk wherever you go. Cats want to have a mind of their own. So they're just like, you basically, we take it out into the parking lot and we just walk with it as it hunts crickets and kills crickets. Oh, that's great. Yeah.
0: Oh, so you just have to have a different attitude about walking a cat. Yeah. You're You're not walking it around the block. You're following it.
2: You're following it. You realize, oh, this cat's walking me while it hunts people while it hunts crickets and other bugs (laughs) you know you have to put your ego aside and go this fucking cat owns me i don't own it
0: (laughs) (laughs) that feels like a good character building exercise yeah it's not bad i enjoy it okay kathy i you know we've we actually just gave two just solid gift recommendations i mean kathy bless you but you gave us very little to work with here so take what you can get yeah but i think we did good by you yeah for i mean we're we've done a stunning job yeah. nobody can say we didn't do that yeah chris that's all we need to do there we've done our work look i've i now have, i'm twenty dollars richer this is incredible who would have thought that i'd sit down and make twenty dollars on this podcast
2: now i feel good about myself i also felt like i feel good about that i gave you twenty dollars i also feel good that i helped kathy i helped you know and then i helped the I gave some self-awareness that she is tacky for asking for money, but it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think I feel great.
0: This podcast is essentially community service at this point. You just get on here and do good for the world. Yeah. This podcast was a gift to me. (laughs) It absolutely was. (laughs) Yeah. Chris, thank you so much for being here. This has just been a wonderful time. Yeah, thank you, Bridger. uh, I'll keep you updated on what I end up buying with the $20. let me know. It could be years before I decide, but I will make the perfect choice with this. Spread it out. Let it bring you joy. Everyone, this is the end of the podcast. I have $20 and you don't. You're going to have to find out how to make your own money. So that's your responsibility for the rest of the day. Move on. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's engineered by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads
1: When I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home You gotta come to me empty handed I said no gifts Your presence is presence enough And I already had too much stuff So how